Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hotcast. I'm your host, managing editor for Hot Time in Old Town, Ruben Tisch. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, RJ. RJ, how uh, are you planning to spend your Labor Day weekend? I'm going to play some Tony Hawk, some uh, some anime fishing before going to work for about two hours. And then... Heading back, probably I'll, I'll, uh, I'll probably try oh, to cool. hit up the taste of Polonia. That sounds interesting. Actually. I'm going to uh, wake up, edit, and post this podcast and go back to sleep. That's how I plan on spending my Labor Day, is asleep, mostly. Um, it's nice to have these recoveries um, every once in a while, these recovery days. Uh, especially when you have to cover this soccer team. Luckily... Uh, it was a, sort of an early night last night because of the 4.30 kickoff. Last night, of course, I mean Saturday. We record this Sunday night. Uh, and um, the nil-nil draw was gotten out of the way so people could either go to or avoid the crowd that was Ohio State and Notre Dame. So I thought that was very nice of the Columbus crew to... Uh, try and avoid that that thing yeah zero sex by the way sure okay i'm just, just letting you know same with the crew in the fire zero sec titles but anyway um I, i'm gonna yeah. go off the rails this episode because i've i i think at this at this point in the season you know, whether they make the playoffs or not, and if I think if they do make the playoffs, the fire shouldn't be applauded for that, like I said in previous episodes, because that's something that yeah they were expected to do. So if they do make the playoffs at this point, you know, that's their job. They shouldn't be applauded for it. But um, I, I guess just going back to this game, are we going to We can if you want to. I don't really or are we just gonna go straight think through? there's anything to say other than, I mean, you know... I, I think we can, you know, the, the topic has been being down to the ground so much, but if it was on a better playing surface, I think the fire would have. I agree with you. Done something. I agree with you in regards to that game, and I and, and I think yeah. that's that's yeah. just about Gillette. What I Gillette about that is not well. the worst stadium in the league. That's Yankee Stadium and NYCFC. But it is the worst playing surface in the league. Seattle's turf largely is fine. I think the bouncing in Seattle's turf is actually fairly predictable. I think I think they have it in such a way where it's compromised between um, American football and soccer as far as like length and how the grass interacts with legs and um and the ball but in new england it is absolutely terrible um i actually kind of forgot how bad it was until i was watching the game and thought about how bad it was um Usually under these circumstances, I'll start railing on the turf field, you know, in my preview before, but I don't even think I mentioned it once. That's how much I forgot about how bad New England's field is. Because I I think it's just a given. 
I think everyone knows that it's just bad. Even with, you know, American football, even with, you know, NFL, it's still, it's still bad. It's a bad, it's a bad stadium. It's located out in the middle of like. Foxborough is located near absolutely nothing. Yeah, Foxborough. It's, it's, it's basically a strip mall with a stadium. Let's be real. It is a strip mall with a stadium. Um, Yeah. I mean, yeah, that is basically what it is. Having been to Boston on vacation a few times, yeah, it's basically in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's it's kind of like Bolton Stadium, where, yeah, it's a strip mall and a stadium there in the strip mall. It's terrible. Um, yeah, I I also want to talk about, and we'll get into it when we talk about the Columbus game, because it's a bit more relevant about how it's been an unfortunate time in the fire season because of all the injuries to basically all their important players. Um, we've seen what they've been like without Gaston Jimenez for like a month. Um, we've seen... Um, how bad they are in attack without Jairo Torres and Brian Gutierrez, who had to come off uh, half an hour into the match against Columbus. Uh, And we've seen that they are worse in a sense without Shodan Shakiri, even though against Columbus, especially he came on and did basically nothing. He was complaining. Oh, yeah, he, he, he spent again. the first five minutes yelling at the referee. Like, I, I, I don't know. I I don't even know with that guy anymore. I, well, uh, some of the fans on Twitter are saying he's got yeah. an eye on Qatar already, and he's looking at the World Cup and, and trying to stay healthy for the World Cup and not really concentrate on, you know, the end of the fire season, which... I'm not going to say it's true. I'm not in the locker room. I can't sense stuff like that. Um, so I'm j- I'm just not the going thing to, is, to I mean, talk about he... it like that. And you know, I've I've hinted in the past, but if he's not happy here, if he doesn't really want to be here, then he can go places. to a host of other yeah places. You know, they're they're he's still. You know, I'd say mid-table La Liga. He's still, you know, top-tier Uber Eats Liga. He's still, I mean, he can probably play in Serie A if he really wanted to, or, you know, mid-table Bundesliga, or if he wants to take the mercenary route as well. I mean, Qatar. China, Japan. Um, Saudi Arabia. China. Well, Japan is a mercenary. They, they, have a, they have a decent league, actually. And China's bankrupt now, but... Um, but yeah, if he doesn't really want to be here, then just, just leave. It, it feels a it, it, to me. It it does feel a bit like Sean Maloney two point I know he's your favorite joke, but but if we're if we're serious, but, 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 but no, I. But if yeah, Sean sure. Maloney though was honest, and that's what I like about him, and I think that's what other fans like about him too. Yes, there's. We, we 
I can probably speak for the four other people who enjoy Sean Maloney, but I, I think we like him because, you know, he, he was the, he was basically the poster child of that air in the fires history. It, that, that, that uncaring hashtag Joey Barton, yeah. CF nine, seven taking Tottenham Hotspur Academy rejects like Matt Watson and turning him into like a real player. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's it's and Joey Parton no. CF9. One day that'll happen. And I think we both know in the same room. Well, we're not in the same room, but it was me. Someone here started it. I'll say it. It, it was me. We'll I started who. it. And <laughs> anyone who well, said they go. started it is wrong. I started that. But the the thing is with Maloney, like I said, he was honest. He wanted to go. I, I mean, at this point, I think Shakiri the best that he can do for, you know, the fans is just to be honest. If, if Shakiri says, you know, I'm only in it here for the money and for, you know, the Italian beef. All right, cool. Well, we should accept that, but he should at least be honest in the front either. Say that. He's I, well, I, I don't think the fans would accept that. Or, I think they'd be pissed. Like, the, like the reaction to I mean, like, like, like but, the reaction you know to I mean. John you know Duran's, I mean. you know, you think, and let's be real, John Duran actually tries, even like before, during, and after that. He sees this as his opportunity to get a big money contract in Europe, and that should be celebrated. That the fire and MLS are a place where young talent can come and do that. That's a great, that's a net positive for the league. Same thing with right? too. So mm-hmm. you know, in my mind, John Duran absolutely should feel like this league is a stepping stone and, and good for him for, for thinking that. But I, even then, uh, the reaction to his Instagram post um, was anger. There was, there was, uh, I, 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 let me, on, you know, on further, there was a tweet from, um, I think it was Patrick McCraney, who used to be our boss and now is over at CHGO, um, asked about, who were the most effort players on the team? Like the players who gave the most effort week in, week out. And the fact of the matter is one of those guys is John Duran and like three people. And I was one of those like three people said his name because presumably of the Instagram post, but, but the fact of the matter is John Duran does play 90 minutes hard for the badge, for his club, for himself, for his team, week in, week out. And he should be celebrated for it, I think. Maybe the fans being happy or accepting of Shakiri just being honest isn't the right word per se. But I, I guess what I'm trying to say is he should at least just come out, say his true intentions. People can get angry. And then within a week or so, they'll be accepting of it and say, all right, well, he's no longer going to be a problem pretty soon. I mean, we, we, I think a majority of this fan base already knows that, you know, this season's a wash. And if we can, if, you know, if the fans can start accepting that certain players aren't those players that they've had in their minds or, you know, that they've envisioned to be, like in the beginning of the season, then, you know, the better when they eventually do part, eventually when the fire goes on to 
year 10 of the three-year rebuild. And, you know, they can just go on from there. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's... Shakiri already doesn't have the best of reputations already. I mean, judging by the hashtag, judging by, you know, I, I sometimes glance at other places as well. You can say Reddit. And Shakiri doesn't... Oh, I was going to say big soccer. You can say big soccer as well. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't think big soccer okay, still well, existed. It's such a, it's such a part of well, my soccer past. I, I don't really. Um, that I, I sometimes forget it still exists because I think about it in past tense. Look, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's like. Shakiri sure. should just be honest. I mean. That's it. And it's, yeah, he'll get some negative, more negative reactions. But you What know. about if he wants to be here and just isn't playing well and know. is inside his own head about it? And at the same, I mean, then that should affect his international career as well. Right. But, like, he's going to Qatar. No. Right. I mean, yeah, he's going to Qatar no matter what this year. I mean, regardless, but... In the upcoming, you know, for the UEFA Nations League, for UEFA, if he's still here by then, and if he's still, you know, yelling at pro refs, which is justifiable, by the way, but not at the sure. amount that he's doing it, and then it should start, you know, it should start affecting his international career, but... Yeah. I mean, the yeah, fact of the matter is say. he's just not playing well right now, regardless of the reason why. Um, I don't think it's unreasonable for me to say if everybody was healthy for the fire right now and playing like they should, they should be able to win out and make the playoffs. But the fact of the matter is, um, they're not, and they aren't. Um, I do want to talk about something positive on the field though. And we can start talking about this as a question of next season. Um, this is kind of the best the defense has looked in like a decade, right? Like even in that 2017 season where they were pretty good and they finished third in the East, um, there were times when there were defensive problems. Uh, ob- the obvious one is they had to play Bastian Schweinsteiger at center back at points during that run. Um, but is this not the best organized best playing defense this club has had essentially uh you know since um austin berry and um Segaris and polster and uh arna friedrich yeah and and it shows even with with the lack of depth in the back, they can still hold their ground. I mean, yeah, there, there are times when Sekulich is making some, you know, odd runs, when Navarro is, you know, also doing some weird things as well. And, you know, when Pineda has to slot back there um, with Carlos Turan also um, having to fill certain roles. And with Bornstein, you know, with the right back, Playing center back, yeah. wing back, all the backs, you know. Even and with Wyatt Omsberg gone as well, they can still, you know, 
and they can still hold their own. And, th- and that's really impressive. And I think that also, um, I think we can attribute that. I, to I think it is a CD testament Brown. to Ezra and Cedre understanding mm-hmm. their talent and figuring out a scheme that works. Um, I bring, I brought up uh, Friedrich and Austin Berry, but like, we're sort of seeing the same dynamic here with another German defender in, in Rafa Shihos and whoever is playing next to him, be it Pineda or Tehran or uh, Almsberg earlier in the season, that they are exceptionally poised, a lot more poised, obviously, than we've seen in recent years with... Um, Francisco Calvo captaining the back, but they were also able to have an 18-year-old be tied for clean sheets in MLS. I think he's still tied. He was tied at the end of the fire game. I don't know what the results for Philadelphia and NYCFC are. Um, NYCFC uh gave up three goals to New England and lost. That's not good for the, the Fire's playoff chances, but you know, we're sort of away from that now anyway. And uh Philadelphia beat Red Bull, so Andre Blake has thirteen clean sheets now. Um so but like they were able to get an eighteen year old to twelve plus clean sheets and uh, a uh, eight-figure transfer to the Premier League, because like I I I don't want to, because Gaga Slonina is great and everything, and you, you can see his obvious talent, you know, like a couple of the saves against uh, Columbus were absolutely breathtaking. But the defense does a very good job making sure that if they're beaten, the places they are beaten are right at Slonina. So he can, you know, the, the, the shot comes right at him. They're very good at protecting their goalkeeper. Um. And, and I think that that's, that's something that should be said and should be commended this, to this defense is that, uh, that fact that they're, you know, um, their positioning and their understanding of how to play defense is so good. And yeah, I think a lot of that is CJ Brown. Um, he's been a godsend to this club and, uh, I think if Ezra doesn't work out, I think he's probably the next head coach of the fire. And if Ezra does work out and moves on to, for example, take over from Greg Burhalter with the national team, which is which I think is something that is very much in play if he succeeds with the fire, uh, that uh, CJ Brown is the next head coach of this club. You know, if Ezra does become the manager of the uh, of the men's team, I think I'll take an active interest in the men's team because I actually like mm-hmm. Ezra's tactics. I really do. 
I've, I've praised it in the past. I've, I've said it's it's a hybrid blend of, you know, with LVG and, and I really do like his tactics. And, and I think this, like, I, I want to talk positive for a moment because Ezra's tactics apart from Well, he still has, that's what I was going to bring up, is, is he still has coaching things to work on, right? Like man management, stuff that he hasn't had yeah. to do or think about as an assistant. He still has those things to learn. But I think you're right about the tactics. You may continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I'm just saying, you know, his tactics apart, you know, from his substitution man management and, you know, everything that you've touched upon and some of the substitutions can also be attributed to a certain FK on the bench, but um, they've been really good. And I, I think there were glimpses throughout the season of what, what you know people dub as Ezra Ball can look like. That first half against Columbus at home. And obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point I know it seems like right now we're doing a season wrap up. Um I think this kind of is a season wrap up at this point. Well, there's some, yeah, for, for as far as playoff contention goes, yes, but there's still a lot of big Mm -hmm. picture things we could find out about this club in the next, you know, five games, five weeks, Mm -hmm. but what was I going to say? I mean, yeah, yeah. We've seen glimpses of Ezra ball and how effective, how dangerous, how lethal it can be. But I think what this whole season boils down to, and especially, you know, with, at least with the with the recent game with the crew, it's that a lot of these players lack that mentality of just pushing forward, especially you know with their front line. And you know Duran, he plays for the badge. He 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 fights hard, but he's also at times afraid to shoot, such yeah. as with Shabilko as well. And, you know, with sometimes with Gutierrez, and Gutierrez has good intentions, but they're mostly misguided. But he's still young. He's 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 going to grow to be a wonderful player for either the Fire or another team. But besides that point, the main mm-hmm. guys are afraid to shoot. And you, you know, Mueller, you really can't call him a forward per se, but he at least Mueller tries. But I'm talking about Shabilko, Duran, and you know, when a floor was still there. You know, they're, they're afraid to shoot. And this is where I'm going to say something extremely meany per se. But there were previous players that I think the Fire should have retained. Should have retained. Um, because right now, you know, what's also affecting the Fire is the lack of depth. And there's, you know, there's a lack of depth, you know, everywhere in the squad. Somehow in the back it's working out, but you know in the midfield. And please the front, don't say it's, it's who I think you're going to say. And, uh, please. All right, one 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 of the one of the one of the I was going to say characters. We were talking about video games in the pre-show, so but anyway, um, one of the players that the fire I think should have retained. Oh, thank Louis God! Soliac. I thought you were going to say Elliot Collier, because. I really thought that's where you were going to go. No, 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 no. Because with with Solniak, I mean, he had okay-ish numbers with the fire. 
I mean, right now he's tearing up the USL league, but, you know, jokes aside, it's, I think he's a higher, you know, player than USL standards. But, I mean, he wasn't afraid to shoot, though. And the same thing with that 2017 through 2019 squad. You know, you had Nikolic, you had Soliak, you had Akam for a brief moment. You had um, Delu also for mm-hmm. a part of that era. They weren't afraid to shoot. And I think that's that's part of the reason why, you know, the fire and the situation they're in mm-hmm. right now, because they just lack that mentality. And... I guess that can also go into the big picture mode as well, but that's just how I feel. I'm 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 trying to like just stray away from from the obvious negatives, and you know, at least at this point in the season, I think if permitted or if possible or if if needed, I mean, we can we can look at you know the big picture, and I think if this it's I think it's a mentality thing in the squad, and it's not in the back, it's not you know the back's fine. I think they have the strongest mentality. Mm-hmm out of everyone it's just at this point it's it's at this stage of the season you just start shooting no matter what whether it goes in or not and you know and to give Duran some credit he tried doing that I believe was towards the end of the I believe it was during stoppage time or, pro, or prior to stoppage time where he was just shooting and I think you know he could have just passed the ball to me or whatever but he decided to shoot and that's something that I'm, I'm like sure. Not sure other uh, I was also loose, looking up Ignacio Alaceda's numbers, and he's injured right now, so he doesn't have any. Well, he was, he's a bum here. He's a bum in Switzerland. Maybe. I don't <laughs> so. know. Um, is there anything from the two games you want to talk about, or is that it on this sort of quick episode? No, no. Sure. I, I think that's it. I think, you know, the, the fire... Well, well, the revs was a wash. I think we all know it's a wash, regardless of what have happened. But I think I they played, the crew game. I thought they played well with Columbus winnable. under the circumstances. They did, but they, like I said, they were just afraid to shoot. Just shoot the ball. Uh, yeah, the that's absolutely happen. correct. I I totally agree with you. Um, I think that'll do it for this episode of the Hotcast. You can find us on Twitter at the Hotcast. You can find me on Twitter at Rubentish. You can find RJ on Twitter at RGA underscore zero two. That'll do it for this week. Next week, the Fire are home against Inter Miami. We will talk about that. We will talk about the big picture stuff if they don't win. If they do win, uh, we'll probably do some playoff math because, like I said, every game they have they have had has been a chance for the playoff race i think miami is gettable i think cincinnati is probably gettable obviously new england to end the the season and montreal are their five games left we will talk about all of that next monday right here on the hotcast goodbye everybody see you